0: This is Cocktails and Pajamas podcast. Jennifer, Heather, and Natasha, and we're still figuring things out. Um, it's okay. <laughs> but it's been a while, so we have an excuse. It's been it's been a really long time since we've gotten together. So, and uh, and I think Heather and I have dragged Natasha here, kicking and screaming, to talk about vampires. Yes, it's my favorite. <sighs> I love a dark,
1: broody, damaged, ancient hero. Yeah. Just, I, I
0: love vampires.
1: Yes, me too. That's what got me started reading romance. I really? I never read romance before. I read um, mysteries, historical fiction, and some fantasy. And um, J.R. Ward came up um, as a suggestion when I was reading the Silky Stockhouse series years and years ago.
0: Yes, me too. Um, I
1: think there were only just a few who had come out, and it set me down the path of paranormal romance and then just romance. But it was, you know, it was the two early two thousands. Everyone was writing paranormal romance. It was its heyday, you know, late nineteen like nineties, early two thousands on, and then it kind of dropped off. What? 2010 20 whatever but um it's still my first love with romance i love paranormal romance
0: you know it's interesting because i um my reading history is like i read some um like harlequin romances way back when like i shouldn't have been reading them um and i liked rl stein was like my was my young adult books that i read and then I started reading like James Patterson and some Stephen King and stuff like that. And then I did, um, I, I read like the Southern vampire series, the Sookie Stackhouse ones. I blew through those, um, vampire diaries, um, back before, before the show was on TV. Um, and then of course, Twilight, um, And that did that twilight is really what segued me into romance. Um, But I've always, but I never read um, other paranormal. It was just vampires for me. I didn't, I didn't gravitate towards that, but um, the lost boys was the first vampire thing that I watched. And that just launched a love for vampires for me Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. And now I binge watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer 400 times a year. So (laughs) I have a little bit of a problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. It's an understatement. sounds like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe four times a year.
1: (laughs) Because I, um, Twilight is, well, Twilight's YA and everything. But I mean, just like anything in YA, anyone of any age is reading that. And, um... You know, people my age, you know, are drawn to YA because um, the younger characters kind of aren't so jaded and they have a little bit of hope still left in them. (laughs) But Twilight, I just looked it up, was released in 2006, um, September Mm -hmm. of 2006, which is a year after Dark Lover came out. Hmm. So J.R. Ward had had released that fall, I think, of 2005. Um, If my my research is correct um it cemented the public's love for anything vampires between the two series
0: Mm -hmm.
2: no i did i i've read that whole series or majority of those books by jr ward and i did love them ones
0: yeah there was um i haven't read any like contemporary or you know like romance adult romance um vampire books except T Louise, and I wish I had looked it up because I can't remember. She did like a parallel book. Um, she had some series. She did does like romantic suspense. Um, and she wrote some book. Oh, And I wish I could remember because she told me about it at the very first signing I went to. She was the very first author I met. And she told me all about it. And of course, I can't remember what it is, but it's on the bookshelf behind me. Um, it was like a parallel to one of her romantic suspense books, but it was like, what if the characters were vampires and here's what it is. And it was, it was really cool. And I'll have to look at some point and see what it is. (laughs) Cause I feel bad for mentioning it and not knowing what it was, but it was like a, I think it was a short book. I don't think it was a full novel, but it was, it was really cool to have just read those as humans. And then to see it like that was just super cool.
1: Well, I went down, um, the rabbit hole I was texting you guys early or to find out, you know, how did this whole fascination with vampires start, you know, and everyone goes to Bram Stoker and, and, um, Dracula and everything. But, you know, there were books that were written even earlier. Um, you know, it's the vamp, the vampire with an Y. So vampire. I don't know how, I guess, I don't know how you would pronounce it. Um, was published, uh, I, I want to say UK published 1819 um, It was really the first um, book. And then of course, you know, it, it goes on and on with the penny dreadfuls, you know, little stories um, you know, later in the 1800s and stuff, but it's just fascinating how something so fantastical took off um, even two over 200, 200 years ago. And uh, and it's still, still going. People are still writing about it. I find it Mm -hmm. very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, so when, when you and I had talked about, um, or when I had mentioned doing this and Natasha was like, no, (laughs) and then you had said, um, that it was like making a comeback.
1: It is. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, it never went away, but it, um, because you mean you have, you know, heavy hitters, you know, J.R. Ward, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically, um, and and any really fantasy, you know, um, writer Nalini Singh, you know, Kressley Cole, Laura Adrian. Well, Laura Adrian hasn't really written much lately, but um, you know, Sherrilyn Kenyon. You know, you still have people that have been writing, you know, a couple decades into their versions of vampires and you know their worlds that they built. And um, but I think that it's interesting how pop culture has a an influence because after the Witcher came out, what was that two years ago? When when did the Witcher come out? Was that a year and a half, two years ago? Whenever the Witcher came out About um, two years
0: ago, I on think.
1: Netflix or whatever it was on, um, there was just this explosion of fantasy romance, um, vampires and shifters and Faye and everything. And, and authors that had never written, um, these characters were inspired by you know tv shows like the witcher you know game of thrones um tv show with you know the magic and the dragons and just the fantastical again and um i'm i'm here for it i'm definitely here for it
0: me too natasha are there other um realms of paranormal that you're into not really well, she's she's like i don't even I'm know why like, i'm here
2: what's the series <laughs> that we read by rachel van dyken they had some paranormal was didn't they the dark ones that series that is yes. a five book i series. just googled it yes and that was a really good series i enjoyed that one and then i got read another series that was paranormal that she's from australia australia i think i say her name right but Zitra sullivan but hers is more of a a young adult romance you know ya so it wasn't nitty-gritty like rachel van dyken or J.R. ward but it's not my it's not my go-to but i did enjoy the ones i read
1: Rachel Van Dyken had all kinds of characters, um, vampires. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She kind of like had everything. And um, I like that. That's, that's (laughs) what Zetra Solomon does. She has werewolves. She had an angel. She had a vampire. She had a nymph, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just vampires. And I think that's why I, I enjoyed it so much. It wasn't just, just vampires. Um, but I also enjoy the JR Ward series. I'm probably I don't know how many books she has in that the the Brotherhood now, but I know I read at least 10 of them and I enjoyed it.
1: She has all kinds of books. She even has a couple of different spin-offs from um the recruits um and everything. I mean, she's got a lot. She's kept that. She's kept the series really fresh only because she has um her characters are really diverse. And she's willing to um, go places that a lot of authors weren't or didn't, you know? Um, So, I mean, she, she's a New York Times bestselling, you know, romance author. And she's one of the first big, big names that um, wrote about a same sex couple, you know, and um, did not give a shit what everyone thought of her. And she was writing, you know, the story and it's, one of my favorite books in the series. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I, what I find fascinating is how every author has taken this world and they're not really the same. I mean, if you look at Christine Feehan and you look at J.R. Ward and you look at Laura Adrian, you know, Laura Adrian's take on vampires is that they're from another freaking planet. You know what I mean? So they're aliens, really. And they can't be in the sun because they can't handle our you know, sun, um, cause their planet was different. So, you know, it's just really interesting how they've come up with, uh, their own worlds and make it work. I think they've made it work.
0: No, I agree. And I, um, it's funny because before I sort of stopped writing, um, well not sort of stopped writing before I stopped writing, um, I was considering doing some kind of paranormal Thing, because just because I love vampires, and I would have loved to write something about that, and and one of the things that I do love about it is that anything is possible, you know. And like, and one of the things that I hate reading in reviews, and I never read my own reviews, so not necessarily from those, but um, from other reviews, is how people say like, "Oh, that's so unrealistic." Like, okay. You can't say that about like a paranormal book. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that.
1: It's, yeah. it's fiction. It's supposed to be
0: right, right, and, fantastical. and things are, right for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of like that's what attracted me to romance in general was that it was. Um, it was like you know like a fantasy kind of situation like of course like not everything is going to be perfect but that's what you like that's what you want to see like you want to see like something that makes you feel good and you know all those different things that like yes all the all the um you know, all the T's are crossed and the I's are like, everything is perfect in this perfect little package. And that's, you know, that's what you go to books for because life is crap, you know, <laughs> and you want something else. So I had, I had considered because I was like, I can, I can say whatever I want and do whatever I want. And it's, it's, you know, my, my rules, you know? um, And, and so I like that. And I like um, just in, in the different vampire things that i've watched um that i've read that there are different rules you know like the twilight vampires can go in the sun but everybody else burn you know like it's just i like that there's different i don't like that they sparkle okay (laughs) let me clarify that
1: hate that so much i I don't love that they sparkled
0: yeah but i just like that they're like it's not that they were like made of diamonds it's that they were like made of ice and the ice like, so I get it like, okay, but that's lame. They, they sparkle. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, but yeah, but like, I just, I like that there's those different parts of like the, um, is it mythology? Like whatever it is like about in that series, that's their world. Yeah. Whatever they want. Right. So I like that. There's, I like that there's different representations that it's not all the same, whatever, you know? Um, I like that about the different ones that I've read and then just in general. Um. So let me ask you this.
1: Um, I know Jen, you've read more than Natasha, but Natasha, you still read and you, you loved the Rachel Van Dyke and, um, Dark Ones series, which is so good. Everyone should read that. Everyone. Um, is it Okay. What do you find so, I guess, sexy about a vampire? Is it the biting? Because I'm going to say yes. It's the whole biting of the neck and, and it's very sensual. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, let's face it. Come on. Well, what, what is it about them? Is it the fact that, you know, they might be a, a thousand years old and, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely team. Go ahead and bite my neck.
0: <laughs> for sure um i think i think what um for me so the first thing that i ever watched um my first contact with vampires were the lost boys and i wanted to be like their little sister and i wanted to 100 be on that adventure with them plus jason patrick the actor who plays the, the brother it was just gorgeous and i was like yes he can bite me any day um so I think that, like, I just, I think I love, like, the adventure aspect of The Lost Boy, more so than, because I was little, so I wasn't thinking, like, oh, bite me, you know, bite me or whatever, but I was, I was like, you're cute, ooh. Um, and I I really wanted to hang out with, like, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman and that. Um, but then when I, when I started, like, Interview with a Vampire, it was Brad Pitt, because I was oh, in love God, with him yes. in the 90s, like, in love with him. Um, so again, like, Lower. yes, bite me, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like the different series brought something different. Um, because like, I, I think like with the, the Suki Sackhouse ones I did, like, I loved, um, Eric, I spent,
1: Eric was Northman was my favorite.
0: Well, I think when I read the book, books i i preferred bill, bill? but in the movie when, when i watched the show i was like he's really lame like i don't like him i liked eric more in the in the show but then i i couldn't keep watching the show because they went so far yes. yeah. off script that, was that i was, was like i was like no i it can't do awful. this um
1: yeah the books were so much better but then the books are always better
0: yeah but um sure.
1: i yeah. liked eric and pam they yeah, were, my they
0: were my yeah 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 Definitely. But um but
1: you know it's it's a romance. So, you know, I didn't start reading romance until I was in my 20s. I mean, mm-hmm. later in my 20s. Um I had already had a couple of kids, you know, and I really wasn't into reading and what I did read, you know, was not it was just wasn't romance. I mean, I wasn't exactly a book snob, but I just um didn't really have much time to read cuz my kids were so young. It wasn't until Ryan was a little older that I started reading And the romance options just kept coming up as suggestions whenever I was buying a book, Mm -hmm. you know, or whenever I went into borders at the time, this is obviously before I worked at Barnes and Noble, but I would go into borders and the borders that we have here had in Newark was just phenomenal. They had the best romance section and they had a manager just for romance. And she curated that section, like still to this day, like I wish I had that many books and that much back stock. Um, We just don't, We just don't do business like that anymore. No bookstores do. But, you know, it was in the early 2000s and it's just, there were so many options for paranormal romance out there that I was like a kid in a candy store. So I just kept devouring and devouring and I fell in love with it. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, I loved the spice. It was great, you know, and, um, Mixed in with a broody, you know, century old vampire, um, get that gets basically taken down and his heart stolen by a little human is like my favorite storyline.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that series by T. Louise, sorry, is it's Immortal Ones and it was based off of, her book One to Hold, so I did look. That I it. I,
1: I read One to Hold. I, I um and I really like. I really liked it.
0: Yeah. So M- it Melissa and Derek are the characters in that, and they're um in in the Immortal ones. Um, so One Immortal is the first one, and then um, One Insatiable is the second one. So Melissa is the vampire, and Derek is the vampire hunter, which is also super fun because it's a twist on like the traditional. You would think that. He would be the vampire and she would be, you know, whatever. So that's kind of cool too. But yeah, TV I'm is... definitely
1: checking that out. That I love that. I love that yeah. switch. Because yeah. it's always, almost always, the guy mm-hmm. that's um
0: right. the vampire. Right. She's good about um having badass female characters for sure.
1: Now Which is your favorite? I mean, if you're looking at paranormal romance, I mean, is it definitely vampires or do do you I just haven't read any.
0: Like, as far as and and I think I literally think One Immortal, the first one in that series is probably the only adult vampire romance I've read. (laughs) Um, I mean, because the Suki Stackhouse, those are like mysteries. I wouldn't really consider that romance like on the romance side they're um Um,
1: they're actually shelved in um fantasy
0: yeah um, yeah i can see that because they have all the um now now i can say that i did so i haven't read a lot of like adult paranormal romance or anything but what i really liked about that series in particular was that it did introduce so many of those different um like uh breeds of paranormal characters you know like it had the werewolf or yeah it had like the werewolves or were tigers or um all of that plus shifters it had um fairies you know it just it had everything and that was really cool too um Mm -hmm. just and just to see them all exist in the world together Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and how their dynamic was i i feel like i would like um i definitely marked down the um the rachel van dyken series because i love her um eagle elite books so i would i would love to read something by her um that series does not disappoint yeah and and you said that it had different it didn't have just vampire it had like vampires it had you know just other kinds of paranormal yeah. characters. So, I think something like that I'd be interested in trying to see, you know, like in just getting a sample of a little bit of everything. Um I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have um Chloe Neal that writes um vampires, um Chicagoland vampires. She's shelved in fantasy too, but she has strong romantic elements you know, with Merritt and Ethan um, that developed throughout the series. And then it does turn into a pretty epic love story toward the end of the series. Um, they're definitely something any vampire or paranormal reader should um, read. And it, they also have, you know, werewolves, uh, shifters of all kinds and the Fae and magic users and stuff like that in it. And, you you know, you've got Laurel K. Hamilton. You, you know, you've got... Um, all kinds of options out there. You know, what I'm seeing more now is um, Faye and Magic users, which I think The Witcher is the influence on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Jennifer Armitraut's, um Blood and Ash series. That is so good. And you've got Lara Thalassa with her Bargainer series. That's phenomenal. Faye. So um, I definitely think Fantasy is coming back. Um and like even you know Jennifer Armitage has her version of vampires um you know in her fae world too but they're definitely not good guys they're like more hmm. beasts than anything but um so you know i i see an uptick um you know in in that and with the paranormal romance again, with the influence of, you know, pop culture. Um, but the, you also have the influence of the young readers, um, why fantasy sells so, so well with Rochelle Mead, Stephanie Myers, you know, you've got, um, Holly black, you know, you've got these kids that are buying everything up that has to do with the fae and fantasy and, and magic users. And um, it's pretty amazing how many books get sold on a weekly basis that are fantasy, YA fantasy,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, because of book talk. You know, I know we've talked about that and um, the influence they have on the publishing world.
0: Cool. And is it, um, just out of curiosity, like, is it more, do you see, like... Do you see more, I don't know how to articulate what I'm thinking. Um, I mean, is there, is there more on the shelf for like YA fantasy versus adult fantasy? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it depends because, you know, you have a whole adult fantasy section. The sci-fi fantasy section is, is you've got the fantasy and then the science fiction, you know, Books like The Martian by Andy Weir, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all that. Those are two separate things, but fantasy, um, you know, is doing really well. And wh- what it is, is these kids are reading everything in YA. And when I say kids, you know, I'm 50, so it could be anyone in their 20, anyone younger <laughs> than me as a kid. But um they are devouring everything. They, they come in and they buy, you know, stacks and stacks of books. You know, the average kid is buying four to five books every time they come in. So we're showing them what else is available out there, you know, from, um, Robert Jordan, you know, and I, I recommend Chloe Neal a lot to people that are old enough to read it. Um, cause it does have some content, um, later on in the series. Um, and you've got who else? Um, I can't even think. You've got so many uh, fantasy books out there that they're they've already gone through most of the YA books, so they just want to read more. They just can't get them out fast enough. I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they have a huge influence. I'm 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 just that demographic has a huge influence on the publishing world. Huge, yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like um when I go like to book signings and stuff, there are so many um paranormal fantasy authors um and like contemporary authors that also have something in that as well. Um and I just lost my train of thought again. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's um I mean we somewhere with that i book swear
1: book talk is a huge influencer um and you know publishers and bookstores are taking notice of what's happening, so which they should yeah um i mean you you need to have something um their books are more diverse um which is amazing, which i I'm loving loving that, and um I just sometimes the publishing is just so slow like you know, I want it all now, you know, right. but you have to wait until they catch up. And, you know, right. with traditionally published books, you might get one a year from some of these authors. And it's just, the indie authors just seem to write faster because I don't know. They just.
0: And and I feel like they're, I think we talked about this before, but there's just less red tape. Like, you know, they can, they can just write and write and write and publish and publish and publish, and they don't have to wait. Like if they're done on a Friday and, you know, everything is edited, like let's do that. You know, like it's not, I mean, it's more organized than that, but it's not, it's a lot more um, control and stuff like that. Um, But my train of thought from before um, I did a rock star romance box set with some other authors and a few of them, um, I want to say like maybe half of them at least um, write parent, like some kind of paranormal. So some of the stories that were in that, set, I, I think like at least one of them might've had like a paranormal element to it. Um, but it, it made me interested. Um, but that was also kind of like around the time when I slowed down on my reading. So I just didn't, I had like a list, like I'm going to try all these books and I just never really got around to it. Well,
1: I think, um, I think, You know, and I keep talking about Jennifer Armitrout, but I just think she's an excellent um, example of um, being diverse with her writing as far as different genres. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she writes contemporary. She writes, you know, YA. She writes parent or fantasy. She writes Mm -hmm. adult, new adult romance. I mean, she really can write anything. And, um, you know, you've got someone like Colleen Hoover too. She wrote Layla, which is, you know, kind of a paranormal light. And she wrote Verity, which is a thriller, you know, and she writes her new adult romance. Um, So, you know, I think that the more you get under your belt, I think the more readers you can bring in.
0: Yeah. um, And, What's one of the things that's so crazy with Colleen Hoover is literally anything that she writes, everybody in her group love, like they just devour it. They're like, okay, this is like, this is great. This is the best thing ever. Um, I love her book. She, the first, the first contemporary romance book that I read was um, hopeless. And that like, just opened the dam. And I started just devouring the books. Yeah. I haven't read a bad
1: Colleen Hoover book. I, I, no. I haven't, you know, and when I read Verity, I was like, can she just write anything? I mean, yeah, come on. it's Same crazy. With Jennifer great. Yeah. When I read blood and ash, I was like, mm-hmm. can she just write anything? I mean, <laughs> is she bad at anything? Cause I'm not seeing it, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Um, I read, I, I forget which ones of hers I read cause it was, I want cause I guess it was maybe 2012 when I started reading, um, when I read hopeless and everything, um, and I, I read some of her um stuff under Jay Lynn, I think. Jennifer Lynn or J- I think it's Jay is it Jalen?
1: It's Jalen. Okay. And that's, is that, that, and that's new why
0: adult, something, huh?
1: is it new adult? I think it is romance it's contemporary new adult romance. yeah
0: I think that was that was what it was I it was like a two or three book series I remember um but that's why because that's what I was going to use as my pen name but I couldn't because of because I'm Jennifer Lynn and she's Jennifer Lynn and I was like well can't do that um (laughs) which we actually met at a signing and we're signing our names well she when I met her because I bought a book from her um and I introduced myself, and she said, "Oh, I've been signing my name like right under yours on every single thing <laughs> because our like my pen name and her name were are J both JLA, you know." So she was writing, uh, signing with my name, and I was like, "Oh, she's super sweet." I thought that she's, was sweet.
1: She's, she's wonderful. She yeah. is. She has always been so fantastic to booksellers. Um, she always gives us a lot of time and makes sure that um, you know she. She talks to us to the side. I mean, she talks to her fans. She's great with her fans. Yeah. But um, she's just, she always has time for booksellers to chat. And I've always appreciated that.
0: Yeah, she was, she was very, because I I thought at first I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be like, so you're the one who, (laughs) but no, she was so nice. So, so nice.
1: I think that either you like paranormal or you don't. There's really not much of an in between. Um, Like our friend Dana is not a huge paranormal reader. She'll read about magic users, you know what I mean? Or people with maybe like mental like abilities, like mm-hmm. people like maybe like a seer or someone, you know? But yeah. um, vampires and werewolves just are too fantastical for her. So, you know, that's why someone like Rachel Van Dyken and Jennifer Armatrout that have such a wider range of books, there's yeah. something for everybody. So have you
0: ever read the the series by Kristen Proby um, that takes place in New Orleans that has like a light, um, like a light paranormal element. Is, is it the Boudreaux series? Is that? I don't remember what the
1: series is called, but um, it's fantastic and it's creepy and yes. it's set in New Orleans and I love it.
0: Yes. I, um, cause her book, her book, um, I think it was come away with me is the first one of hers that I read. And I just devoured that entire series. And then she has the, um, Oh, I can't remember. Um, the one with the bars, uh, or with the bar, the three, three or four friends. That, oh crap. Anyway, um, she has that one, and I love that one. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll read anything that she writes. Um,
1: Kristen sure. Ashley has even done it. You know, I mean, to me, she has our Fantasyland series, which is to me like Game of Thrones fan fiction. Um, for r- romance readers and mm-hmm. um she also has the three which is um a vampire is the first book a werewolf is the second and the third is like a hybrid of both oh cool and um but we're not going to talk about book three because that doesn't exist to me because i was so i didn't like it but oh, the no. first two books are so <laughs> the first two books are so good two of my favorites you know yeah. you, the vampire was the first book and the werewolf was the second but um you know so she has a little bit of something for everybody um, you know, in in, a, in an age right now where everything's rom com with the cartoon cover, it's to me it's really refreshing seeing some paranormal books creep back in um, to yeah. the rotation of you know traditionally published romance books. You know, Karina Halle, um I hope I said her name right, wrote a series. They're vampires. And it was really, it's really good. I think he's a vampire.
0: I like her. I'll have to. Like yeah. Her. She's yeah. an
1: amazing writer. But um, so, you know, and you've got Samantha Young um, that were under S. Young and she were, you know, has a paranormal series. That's really good. So it's, it's been great as a paranormal reader to have new options out there.
0: Yeah, and speaking of um, cartoon covers, that was all the the Sookie Stackhouse books were all the cute little cartoon covers. <laughs> I love those back
1: before it was you know a thing. Before you it know, was a you thing, have yeah. Stackhouse.
0: But it was like it it kind of it reminds me of like a cozy romance or like a cozy mystery book, you know, because those have tend to have like the cutesy little things. But yeah, it was before oh, yeah. it was a thing.
1: Well, the same thing um, with Dorinda Jones, Um, her books are, I mean, they don't have the cartoon covers uh, and they're shelved in cozy romance um, in our store with the rest of the cozy. So you got Joanna Fluke and then you have Dorinda Jones (laughs) and it just never made sense to me. Like I'm surprised, you know, I'm just so surprised that her books I've never understood why her books aren't in fantasy with Charlene Harris, you know, or Chloe Neal because they have such dark elements. Yeah. They've got the funny quirky comedy comedic characters and each book is a mystery but then so was Sookie Stackhouse so I never understood why the publisher um did that now her books there I've never read a bad book by Jorinda Jones she's just amazing her story arc her her series arc was just so well done um with her Grim Reaper series that um I, I just feel like even though she has a lot of readers and a lot of them are paranormal romance readers, I feel like she would get even more if her books were shelved in fantasy, just like, you know, just like, um,
0: yeah.
1: Charlene Harris.
0: And is that like a, um, is that a decision by the publisher of where? Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause I guess that makes sense because I know when I would go and like buy my ISBN, um, it would, that's, it would tell me like, where, what is this categorized as? And I would have to select that. And the same when I would, you know, list it on Amazon and stuff. So, um. yeah, it's
1: just, for me, it's just, you know, when I think of a cozy mystery, I think, you know, Joanna Fluke, you know, and I think of, you know, just funny, quirky characters, you know, not dark and edgy, like Dorinda, you know, and, um, you know she balances it really well with the comedy because her characters are are so crazy but you know it's they have some dark elements to it and i, I just you know i hand sell it to a lot of people that are over in the other section i walk them over but you know i don't think they're the same mm-hmm. readers you know what i mean they're not the same shoppers yeah. that are buying them so right it's you know, but it's the publisher, you know, and yeah. she's doing great and we're reading her, you know, who cares where she shelves if people mm-hmm. are people are reading her, which they should. Right. They should read Dorinda Jones. I love, love, love her. I love Charlie <laughs> Davidson. She's one of my favorite fictional characters. I like her more than Sookie Stackhouse. I like her more than just about any character out there. She's just amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm writing all these people down so that I have a list <laughs> to go by when you know next time I go to the go to buy some books. Um,
1: they should be in the library after too. I, I mean, do. all books will be available. Um, they're here to Buffy the Yeah, yeah, they're yeah.
0: they're available um, anywhere. I usually will then flip to some books, so I'll have to do that. Um, the audio. Um, Afterwards, for
1: Dorinda Jones's books, the Charlie Davidson series is Lorelei mm-hmm. James, I think, is her name. I own all her books in print and I also own them in audio, and mm-hmm. they are so good. Love her narrator, love her. Just like J.R. Ward, yeah. whenever I buy is a J.R. Ward, I get the hardback is- for my shelf and I get the audio to listen to.
0: Yeah. Um, Sometimes the the narrator will make it or break it. <laughs> yes, 100%. For me, oh yeah, oh
1: I've had some Ugh. bad narrators, and I just oh, feel gosh. so bad for the author because I just can't do it. Yeah. Well, it's the time of year though. Same. If you think remember, about it, I mean, I was, this I this is when people are reading the horror, and they're reading the paranormal and the fantasy. Right. I was just you know, thinking horror. about that. So yeah, yeah, you want this creepy and the scary and and you know, that's what, that's what you want. You know, that's why we have, you know, Mm -hmm. horror displays up at the store right now. And I've got displays about books about witches, you know what I mean? And books about angels and demons Mm -hmm. and people are buying them like crazy. They're ready for it. So, um, I hope everyone goes out and tries some of these books we've talked about.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'll put, um, I'll put, you know, links to them on the blog and, uh, in the show notes as well, um, for some of them. Um, and I mean, share with us some that we didn't mention that, you know, listeners like, um, some always I'm always sure down for them. some good, particularly the audiobooks, Um, cause I do a lot of my listening, like in the car cause I drive a lot for work. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah, J. Wars Black Dagger Brotherhood is great. Um, the narrator for um, The Immortals After Dark by Cressley Cole is fantastic. Mm. Robert Petkoff, I think, is his name. He does the accents because in Cressley Cole's world, they're from all over the world. You know, they're oh, cool. it's the lore. Um, you know, they've got vampires, they've got, you know, shifters, they've got all kinds of shifters, they've got magic users, they've got everything. And, you know, the werewolves are from Scotland. You know what I mean? The vampires, a lot of them are from Russia. Yeah. Russia. You know, you've got the Valkyries from... I can see that, yeah. You know what I mean? From like yeah. Norway and Sweden and stuff like that, you know? And you've got... Lots um, of Eric
0: Northman's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's just... Um, it's really cool. Robert Petkoff does an amazing job with the accents and um, the Russian accents and the Scottish ones and the brogue. Gotta love a Scottish brogue, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there, you know, that's another amazing world that Chris Cole has created. And um, she hasn't released a book in so long. I just cannot wait till the new one comes out soonish. I
0: hope. Um so uh just one thing that I forgot to mention at the top of the episode um just some like housekeeping stuff um so we posted the giveaway um from the the Willow episode um, on our Instagram and shared it to Facebook and stuff and no one entered. I mean, I didn't take it personally or anything, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I am so tied to like being an author and like what authors do and to like attract attention and do all this stuff. Like we do a lot of giveaways. Like that's like what the readers want. They want our, um, our books and all that stuff. And then I, you know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts um, and none of the podcasts do giveaways really. <laughs> so I was like, am I like trying to put something where it doesn't belong? Um, so that was just something I wanted to throw out. If you haven't seen it or whatever, you it's still open. So you can go and enter, maybe be the one person who enters and wins. (laughs) And also tell us like, if that's not something that podcast listeners are into, then we don't have to do giveaways. So um, that was just something I wanted to throw in there. Cause I mean, that's was, I guess we posted it about a month ago. (laughs) So it, um, and I haven't, I mean, I haven't looked at analytics to see, you know, how many people saw it or anything like that. So I don't know, but I just wanted to put that out there that if you know, feedback is is always helpful as we're getting this off the ground and everything. So,
1: yeah. I like just sitting and chatting about books. I mean, I don't know if that's Me too. what people are interested in. And, you know, if, if I'm boring, I'm really sorry. But I could talk with just, I could just talk about books that, and just that's it. You know, Same. I don't yeah. need to interview anyone. I can just have a subject and talk about it until you say shut right. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, and I can really only just talk about my experience with what I do for a living. You know, and I'm a reader too, but everything I do is is tied into my job. So yeah. I probably look at things really differently than most readers, unless they're like a bookseller or something like that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think you bring like such an a – interesting angle to the conversation because like I'm I talk about like what my just my experience what I've read because that's what I want to read you know but you have that um you you have like what you like plus you have like what all these people are coming to buy you know so you know like what the public wants what you want and you kind of just know you just know (laughs)
1: Just remember that my public might be different than what-
0: that's true, yeah.
1: What the public is in like Indiana. Regionally, You know what I mean? Like I'm in Delaware. So, you know, what people are reading is different in each area. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's even different than an hour away in Maryland. There are stores down closer to Baltimore that, you know, stores sell really heavy nonfiction, really heavy. Mm -hmm. Whereas our store, um, we sell so much YA- and um, manga we are like i can't we can't even keep manga stocked ever like it's insane how much manga we sell and um which ties into y a because they read both so yeah. you know the people that are, are buying those books you know are keeping me in a job <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah the genres the genres sell really well i mean we sell at least double the romance than any other store in I don't even probably the region Um, because we're a romance store. We have a lot of romance reading um, booksellers and we've taken the time to train our books, booksellers into selling, even if they don't read romance into selling romance because they listen to me and they listen to Jeannie and they listen to Tristan, you know, and they listen to all these people that, that read it. And so they know to have, how to have those conversations where a lot of stores unfortunately aren't like that you know they aren't um trained I guess really Mm -hmm. um into talking romance they just probably just go to you know Debbie McComber or you know which she's great my mom loves her you know but not everyone reads Debbie McComber you know that person might want more E.L. James type books you know what I mean so you need to be able to tailor those conversations and I think we've done well at our store with that.
0: And, and I think that's that's good to know in general, too, um, because like, I don't know, like growing up, I had different retail jobs and stuff like that. And you don't necessarily, like, I mean, when I worked at Target, like, did I do research on Target products? No. <laughs> um, even when I worked at, you know, I worked at um, Coconuts Music and Movies, which was The Wall, um, The Wall changed to that. Um, and I liked what music I liked, but I didn't take the time to figure out what other people liked, what the store was popular for, you know, what the people were coming in for. Like, I knew what I like. So I think that's cool um, that you guys do. Like, you identify, like, this is this is what's here. This is what you need to know. And here, you know, here you go. Which I think, I, I mean, it's just never that's something that I've considered. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, that, like, yeah.
1: I don't ha- see the thing is it's like good that I've been at my store for as long as I have, but it's also not good because I've been in the same store for twelve years. So I know our market, I know what people want, I know how to work that. I don't know what it's like to work in a store in the city or in the middle of the country or you know in s- someplace else where yeah. it's or or small one floor store. It's a tiny store like our, my, our friend Melanie up like in the Connecticut. the
0: one that's here.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like, I don't even know how I would work in a little store. I mean, unless it was mine, which is my yeah. dream. <laughs> is everyone's dream to have their own bookstore. But, yes. um, but you know, so you kind of have to, when you're in a store as big as mine, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to – I have to have conversations with people in history and talk about and recommend books in history and biography, you know, and, um, you know, manga. Like, what the heck do – I always say, what the heck do I know about manga? And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, Nataro, you know, or Dragon Ball Z. Like, uh, So I talk to my son and I talk to some of the booksellers that read it. And I'm like, what's going on? What's really hot right now? Everything's hot right now. but um yeah. You know, why are some wrapped in plastic and some aren't? Don't buy that for your kid if it's wrapped in plastic. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I had a conversation with a customer yesterday, a 13 year old, and it was wrapped in plastic. And I was like, okay, how do I do this? You know, and I was just talking with my mom and, and, um, I happened to just kind of ease it in there like, oh, you know. When they're wrapped in plastic, it just, you know, just have to think about content. That's all. And then as soon as I said that, the parent was like, Nope. Which was great. I was like, yeah. let's go recommend something else. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I was like 13, you know. And it's yeah. like it's it's definitely interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's and that's good to know too, because books don't have ratings the way that um movies do. Like, I wor- I worked at Blockbuster, and it was very easy to say, like, no, this is rated R. I can't even sell it to you. But, like, books don't say, like, I'm rated R. I mean, they might I – don't, I don't know. Are they, like, stamped with explicit content ever? No, yeah, they're, I didn't
1: – They're just wrapped in plastic, literally. Yeah. That's it.
0: And yeah, sometimes so- the
1: kids take the plastic off and read it in section and put it back. And I don't know –
0: because right. the plastic's gone. <laughs> right. Then it's, so, yeah, You know, I mean,
1: exactly. and it's, that's the first time in a really long time I've had that conversation with a parent um, just because, you know, I, she came up to me and asked me mm-hmm. what I knew about this and, and um, she obviously knew nothing about it. So she wanted to talk to one of us and, and I just said, you know, I asked the girl, I go, how old are you? And she said 13. And I just looked at the mom and I said, well, you know, this is your choice. You're the parent, but it is wrapped in plastic for a reason,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it, you know, it's the content. And then I just left. I literally didn't even expand on it. I was like, "You've been told. You, you, you know, <laughs> your kid." And yeah. um, she ended up saying no, and they found something else. They actually, <laughs> she actually bought a box set of Natasha Preston, her first three thrillers, so mm-hmm. um, which was good because they're really good too. So <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know given the information, but, but anyway, so yeah, I, uh, I don't know what it like to be working in a, in a little store. It would be really weird.
0: Yeah. When, when I worked at Blockbuster, um, we were a very high traffic store. Um, so we were often like a test store. Um, if they wanted to try something new, like one of their video passes or something like yeah. that, they sent it to us, like just yep. all of that kind of thing. And then, um, I was a manager. So occasionally, one of the other stores would um, for some reason they would need somebody to fill in. And it was the same kind of situation where I had to go there and they, like nobody came. And so it wasn't so much like when people come into the, into Blockbuster, they generally know what they want. They might ask where it is or ask, you know, a question, but for the most part they know what they want. So it wasn't really that it was just the difference of like, you know, a constant influx of people versus like sitting there painting your nails. And that's, Did did.
1: anyone ever come in and ask you where your back room was? No. Like where your X-rated movies were? Oh,
0: no. um...
1: Really? I got asked that. I used to manage the music department at the store, and I had a guy come in and ask me where a back room was. And it took me a second, and I was like, yeah, we don't have that. Here. <laughs> and and that was like the running joke for the longest time. Like, that's let's so make a fake door in the back <laughs> in the <laughs> and make them walk into the just wall just like, like
0: a beaded curtain, like going to the bathroom or something. Yeah. I had this older man come and ask oh, me where, so where the back
1: room was. And I thought he said bathroom. Oh. And it was no, he wanted to where the back room was where we kept the dirty movies.
0: And I was that's so funny. Uh, we well, because we were like, Blockbuster was promoted as a family store, like, so they they didn't have anything um, beyond like an R rating.
1: Oh, I, this is a bookstore, you know? I, like, yeah, yeah, you no, think that we have I, back room, but okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe they looked for it and just didn't see. Oh, we were pretty simple um, layout, so. <laughs> that's
1: but that's yeah, funny, surprisingly,
0: that. no. That's, that's funny. funny. I worked there for two years. I'm really surprised that nobody asked me that.
1: Maybe people came in and looked and didn't see it and they just didn't ask you. You probably had somebody coming in there.
0: Probably. And I was also like 19 years old. So who's going to go ask the 19-year-olds besides like the serial killer um, where the back room is? Probably.
1: Look at us. Look
0: at us going from talking
1: about vampire, broody vampires and sexualizing lighting (laughs) to back rooms in in movie stores, you know? Yeah. Listen listen to us. Look at our reach. We can talk about anything.
0: We can, absolutely. Absolutely. I've um I know I know we need to wrap it up because we've been going on and on. But um I've been listening to um true con true crime podcasts. Um I I'm really late. Um totally missed the boat on starting my favorite murder like when it came out in two thousand sixteen. <laughs> um so I'm also binge listening to those. Um and yeah, it's it's just um yeah anyway um it's awesome if you haven't read it and they're i mean they're just like us they just talk and talk and then all of a sudden they go from talking about a serial killer to talking about something completely ridiculous and it's like how did i even get here (laughs) that sounds like us (laughs) exactly exactly so um so i it's so funny because i've been i've been listening to them for the last like two weeks um and as I was getting ready for tonight, I was kind of, like, trying to list some things and stuff. And I'm like, why are you – like, why? Like, why are you doing that? You know you're not going to stick to a script. You're just going to say whatever comes to mind. So I, I made or a we list. we go off on
1: a tangent about X-rated movies and – Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, it's been it's been fun. It has been. I miss talking with you guys. Yeah.
1: We We, we were all busy in August. So, you know, there's yeah. that but so
2: much fun. You know <laughs> people are moving.
0: <laughs> Natasha's like we're finally we're ra- they're finally wrapping this up so I can say hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was really great talking with you guys and I love I've I missed could people. talk vampires all day long. So
0: Yeah, we need to decide what to talk about next time. And and Ooh. if there's any listeners out there that have any suggestions of topics that they would like to hear, feel free to email us at cocktails and pajamas at gmail.com. It's just cocktailsandpajamas at gmail.com. So email us. Let us know if there's something
1: and I'll talk about anything. So
0: me too. I like it. really
1: have no boundaries.
0: And Natasha will listen to anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's not as chatty as last time. She needs to drink more.
2: No. Uh, right? <laughs> we did we did plenty of talking for you natasha yes you know i talked i talked a whole lot the last episode (laughs) and you were great you were animated and you were funny and i i was giving everybody a break from that
0: (laughs) why thank you yeah, I mean, You're there's awful. always going to be times that we talk about something that one of us is more passionate about than the other oh, one. Yeah. And we knew going into this that Natasha was not yeah, going to be we did. passionate we, we about the vampires. So, But I have to say, what she
1: has read, she has liked. Yes. She has yes. taken our recommendations and, and read them. So you need to trust yeah. us and come on the train with us.
0: Yes, get on the train. Mm-hmm. Next time I'll you come visit me, I'll, I'll make I'll you, like, it. watch The Lost Boys or something. <laughs> oh, God, I that. They didn't watch that either. Oh, oh, my God. What is wrong with you? You
2: have to watch that. It's so good. No one can see it, but I'm rolling my eyes. I can see you rolling
0: your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I am watching you. Stop it. I um, mean, it is.
2: It's
1: an amazing movie.
0: It is. It's really good. I've heard of it, just never watched it. Yeah, well, shame on you. (laughs) We'll fix that. And uh, you guys know, I think, where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, um, our website, cocktailsandpajamaspodcast.com. Email us anything. um, Not anything, but, like, your ideas for topics so that we don't have to think. That would be really cool. yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean we could have an ep- we could have an episode where all we do is um, answer questions from pe- from people. Oh, that would inquiries. be cool too.
0: Yeah. So you
1: know, and no no yeah. topic is taboo for me. I'm an open book
0: for sure. And um, don't forget that giveaway. We'll keep it open a little bit longer, um, maybe forever if nobody. Uh, so that sounds um, so sad it does but you know like like i said like i don't maybe this isn't the market for a giveaway you know like we don't know we're just coming from the book community where everything is a giveaway you know like Mm -hmm. like why aren't you doing a giveaway um so yeah but all right well thank you for listening Mm -hmm. i guess we'll talk to you later
1: read a vampire book
0: yeah. Yeah. Look at look at our show notes and uh blog posts for the vampire stuff. Yes. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye everyone.